Thank you for joining me for the edfranklin.nomovers podcast. It's going to start right now. So today I have a return guest, uh, Paige Altman, or it used to be Franklin because this is my daughter. She's been <laughs> on here before. And we had a lot of uh, a lot of views on her podcast, and it was uh, it was really good. So I've gotten some good feedback. Good morning, Paige. How are you? I'm doing well, Dad. How are you? Good. How's Oregon? Lovely. We had some like insanely hot weather, very humid, and today we yeah. got finally some cold coming in. So that's nice. I know it's been warm here, and I'm I'm actually sitting here sweating a little bit because it's humid. You know, for us, sissy yeah. Californians, you know. <laughs> so anyway. Um, Let's talk about that last podcast. You gave me some good feedback and you said you took some notes and um, then we'll get into whatever you want to get into. We'll just have some fun today. Yeah, definitely. So the podcast was, let me be honest with you, I'm frustrated. Yeah, I'm really frustrated right now. So (laughs) yeah, and I think what I liked about it, and I had mentioned this on my Facebook was it was definitely the most vulnerable. I think that you've been in your, well, all the podcasts that you get more vulnerable in have been the ones that. I feel like I've connected to most. Right. And I think when we get frustrated and angry, especially with the way our world is working, that's when one, a lot of change starts happening. And two, like, it just feels it's real. You know, it's not always happy, hunky dory life. No. Like things happen, people are crazy and um, society is nuts. I talk about that a lot um, myself. So um, what I thought, um, I just want to like, I'll just dive right into some of the stuff. I yeah, let's did. go. Let's just talk. Yeah, it was um, something you mentioned about your age and like turning 60 and yeah. entering into the workforce in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, we, we talk about ageism and things like that, but I think it's more than this like divisive thing like that. I think there's a lot of power we step into once we um enter into these the like wise stage right um on the women's side it's maiden mother crone and the crone has just been written out of society and it's the same on the male side you know you get to a certain age and it does become that you're irrelevant and that you're not that that's the truth but that's what society has allowed because we're always supposed to be this 20 year old certain body certain mindset free you know all these things that we grow out of, but then we, we want to maintain and we hold on to, and it keeps us stuck. And I think, you know, you said you're not a conspiracy theorist, but I am aliens. Um, <laughs> is that I think it's because we do enter into a really powerful stage of our lives because we have now experience. And if we have allowed ourselves to learn from that experience and to grow and heal with that experience, we have this beautiful knowledge that we could pass down to people, but why would, you know, why would the people who are in charge and controlling everything, right. Want us to, to hold on to that and harness that. Yeah. But what's great about knowing that is that we do have that power. Like that's why they keep people down in those age groups is because you have something so invaluable to give to the world. Well, do you remember when we used to go camping with uh, our neighbors across the street? I won't mention names just because they don't they don't want their name mentioned. And the dad used to say, you know, I make this shit look easy. Remember he used to say that as a joke? Yeah. When you get at the point I'm at now, I could really do anything. I could do sales, operations, management. 
I can adapt to anything. I can learn anything. I told you I'm just learning this software now um, for edit, you know, for video editing, and I'm I'm good at it. You know, I'm really almost mastering this uh, technique, and and it's and it's so it doesn't uh, it's so easy for me to do that to learn new things, and I have an open mind. But I don't think people believe that. I think they think that I'm stuck in a rut uh, of, uh, you know, a baby boomer rut, and then I'm not changing with the times. And when you do talk to potential employers and you tell them that, and I'm usually talking to people younger than me, by the way, right? they don't think that that's possible, but it is possible. I know a lot of stuff. I've been through a lot of things in my life. It was funny. I was just reading right. a meme on um, Instagram about how this younger person was saying how terrible baby boomers are because they they managed to get through life and escape all the bad parts of the life. And he was joking. He was being facetious. Right. But, you know, what I've accomplished in my life, not, you know, I'm not a billionaire or anything like some of these motivational speakers, but what I've learned is invaluable to people. And they don't, they don't understand that. Like Carson, Carson's getting to that age where he's starting to know everything, right? <laughs> so it's that joke that if you want to know anything, just ask my 15-year-old grandson. Right. Um, and then the deck turns around because I know with Samantha and Tanner, I, I get more calls about inquiring about the situations they're having. And I can usually adapt to their situation. Mm -hmm. So, yes, that the, the power is there, but society doesn't see it, I don't think. Right. Because And the other thing with um, being older and trying to get a job is employers want someone that's more uh, easily controllable, someone who's not going to ask for their vacation time, who won't take their sick days, even when they're sick. Mm -hmm. And when you start recognizing your value, <clears throat> excuse me, and you get older and you realize, you know, how precious and incredible time is, you know, people, yeah. people don't want to hire someone like that because you want also your work time and your family time and like there's different things, but as a 20 year old, you're like, I have to work because I need to be loyal to this company forever. And like all this. Well, and I have that. I still have that attitude about loyalty. I mean, I, when COVID started, I was asking Kit if she ever remembered me calling in sick to a job. And I don't, we could not remember a time that I ever called in sick. Now I was sick. I had, the, you know, I probably had a flu or a cold or something, but I'd always managed to get my job done. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's not just, the work part is that's frustrating. I mentioned other things that are frustrating. Right. Oh, it's yeah. That, definitely. It's that, you know, our our patriotism is just so. I just, you know, it drives me nuts. This Brittany Griner thing in Russia. You know how um, all these all these things we're paying attention to that really don't mean anything in the whole scheme. Of it. it obviously means something to her, and she's a political pawn. There's no doubt about it. But mm -hmm. um, it shouldn't be taking up so much of our time. We should be growing and learning and doing all right. those other things. Well, and like you mentioned, um, we're in a state of just complete division. Everything yeah. is devised. You know, it's, you're either red or you're blue or you're this ethnicity or this ethnicity, instead of being just honoring like what, where you are and what you feel. And the conversation is never going to get anywhere because it's always, oh, this or this. There's no, right. why can't we, you know, go through all this? Well, and the age thing important. comes into that. I mean, the age, so now I'm a senior citizen, right? Yeah. And, and, and depending at 55 to 65 is like considered starting to be a senior citizen. Well, now I'm like, they're looking at me like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking give cards to people at Walmart. I'm not at that point. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, 
I mean, so I'm having to recreate a lot of things and it's difficult. I still need an income. I still have kids at home. I still, albeit they're grandkids, but I still need an income. I still need a place to live and all those things. I'm not ready for a home. You know, I could run one, but I'm not ready. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's the, uh, so now I'm popped into that group too, right? Gray, gray beard, you know, I can tell her it, but it doesn't make me younger. It might make me look a little bit younger, but still I have that experience that yeah I'm not getting not getting through and the frustration comes out of a lot of areas you know um that I talked about but go ahead and I know you had some notes you wanted to keep yeah there was um there was something interesting I think um you know something that came up in my mind when you were talking back about the age was the respect your elders quote because I remember Mm -hmm. using or I used to hear that in like middle school a lot our teachers would be like you know you're supposed to respect your elders because we're all being, you know, 10 year olds, 11 year olds. And um, I thought it was, what's interesting about that is I think um, our elders haven't necessarily been our elders in a long time. It's more like an authority figure. And I think we've lost a lot of um, what that means to like own this like part of your life, which I is why what you had said after that, taking a lot of um, accountability for, you know, the person that you are and saying, you know, you have to look in the mirror. It's this like internal work that people have to do that people just assume they should have. Um, or I think you should, I think I hope, I hope I taught you that you should respect your elders if they deserve respect. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they don't deserve it. Sometimes they're assholes and you're not going to ask people to expect to be respected. Same with a teacher. I mean, teachers, you had some bad teachers. All the kids had some poor teachers, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I yeah. got like a string of them. <laughs> yeah, and um, I would go to bat for you if I thought that that was the case. Mm-hmm. It's funny, and I won't mention names again. Um, one of my friends, you know, they have a they adopted a son, and he went to Garden Road School where you guys went. And mm-hmm. there was one teacher that he had a really hard time getting along with. And I know this teacher; I've had her, and she's a wonderful person, you know. And I thought, you know, maybe it's not the teacher. Sometimes we got to look at ourselves and as parents or kids. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, I just like looking at each situation on its own, right? Right. On its own merit. If we have a president that you don't like, but he's made some good decisions in this area and some bad ones in this, I'm not going to discount the good decisions he made, right? No president, no authority figure is going to do everything you like every time, mm-hmm. right? So I don't expect the respect. I think I give it to younger people, though. Mm-hmm. I'm very open to listening to learning from younger people. I don't know everything. <laughs> right. You learn that when you get older. You know less than you really think you do. Well, what's that really pretty saying? It's like the more you know, the less you know. Or yeah. the more you learn, the less you know. Yeah. You really start finding that out. And um, it's not disheartening at all. It's it's kind of it's kind of eye-opening. It's kind of yeah, makes you want to learn more stuff and go, whoa, I didn't know that. Let's check this out, right? Yeah, and I, I think I think some people will take it as like a kind of defeatist mentality, but I think what's beautiful is that there's this constant knowledge of growth that you can have. And like there's always this learning. It's this never ending infinite journey you get to be on. And that's what I've loved about like the spiritual journey and this healing journey that I've been yeah. on with my business and um all the learning that I've been doing of um, healing that versus manifestation and how that works in terms of like the feminine and the masculine and balancing that within ourselves. And um, 
like what it means really to live intentionally. And I don't think people do that. We just live this day to day, you know, following this road and we never branch off or look inside ourselves and go like, what do I really want? You yeah. know? So I have a pad of paper here that I was starting to write those things down. What do I really want? Right. Mm -hmm. Is there material? There's some material things I really want. There's some feelings that I really want. There's some, you know, health goals I really want. And what happens is we tend to start not taking action on those things, right? Right. And that's any age. I don't care what age you are. But something I mentioned in the beginning of that podcast is that I felt like people expected me to be really candid and harsh and, you know, rough around the edges. And when I sat down in front of the camera for the, for the first time, I felt like that wasn't, it wasn't, there was no value to that, right? I mean, I could make fun of people on this podcast and I'd probably get a lot of people to laugh and, you know. But there's no value in that, right? But but I think I have to find that balance where there's sometimes I gotta fucking just be straightforward and say what I and say what I feel. Yeah. I think when I get into positions, and this has happened more than once, I tend to either intimidate the person that I'm working for, or they feel like I'm gonna take their job or something like that, right? Because I'm mm -hmm. very I get I dive I into these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I take try to take control. And um I don't necessarily always want it. I just see that it's not being taken. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you'll get into a job and they hire you to do something. And when you start to do it, they're like, well, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't want, you know, you're kind of going too fast. Well, no, that's fucking, you hired me to do that. Let right. me do my job and I'll make you look great. But they think it's going to somehow, they're not going to look as great. Right. Well, and I think when people are intimidated like that, it's because someone's done something that they don't feel that they can do. It's a projection of their own um, uh, perceived shortcomings. I know, but they have the money. That's the problem. <laughs> right? yeah. So they have, they're giving me the money. So something I, I had gone to work for a company. This has happened a few times when I've interviewed with companies and I've shot myself in the foot right away. Asking the people, what do you really want? Just like we just said. Mm -hmm. Have you ever sat down and just wrote down? I mean, you want to be the best. You want to be the cheapest. You want to be do the most volume? Do you want to have, what do you want to do? Because if we don't know that, we can't, we can't attack the, mm -hmm. the goal, right? And a lot of companies just go, oh, you know, we want to make a lot of money. Well, what does that mean? How do you going to, you're going to raise your prices? You're going to right. well, hire many? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So, and, or, and they want to change their culture, but they don't want to change. They want somebody to come in and say, well, just change all those people because I don't like how they act. Right. And I'm like, well, but you need to act different. And then they go, well, yeah. I don't want to do that. And I'm like, well, fuck, then don't ask me to do it. Don't ask anybody right. to do it. It won't work. People are always feeling like, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. And something you mentioned about spirituality, that's very individual, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of these experts I watch, I'm constantly watching videos of things, experts talking and, and um, they all have, you got to do it this way and you'll be successful. It doesn't right. work like that. It's, it cannot work like that. When you say the Catholic Church is a great, um, I remember Father Hal saying, there's three ways to pray. This is one, this is two. Mm -hmm. this is, that is, there's a million and three ways to pray, right? right. Um, and that's such an individual thing. The, the fact is that we should be praying. Mm -hmm. And if you, even if you don't believe in a higher power, you should be kind of praying to yourself or talking to yourself, giving self good self-talk. You yeah. can't, there's no definitive answer on how to be successful, how to do this, how to do that. That depends on time. I mean, listen, some of these guys that are really wealthy that are older, 20 years older than me, 
they lived through a time of, of a financial time that we didn't get a chance to live through. Right. I, I mean, it's just, it was just timing. You know, I, I know uh, Bill Gates has said before, it was just timing. He just fell into what he's, what he's doing. Mm -hmm. If it had been 10 years earlier, 10 years later, he would have been probably worked at a Walmart. Right. Well, and <clears throat> yeah. So about like it being so individual, I think like you had mentioned in your podcast, like they'll tell you, they'll take your money. Right. And they'll be like, all right, here's the steps to making all this money. And yeah. then you don't do anything because it's, it's, there's not as much accountability on yourself. And that's what I love about, I don't know if you saw, I hosted my first retreat uh, two weeks ago with a friend who came to visit and it was a seven day uh, chakra reset. And um, I realized by the end of it that I didn't do anything. Her energy changing from the beginning to the end, everything that she did was all her intention, her doing the work. All I did was facilitate a space for her to be able to do these and give her activities. And you provoked her thought, right? You got her to start mm -hmm. thinking, to ask some different questions. So yeah. I signed up for this um, motivational thing like a week ago. And then I didn't do it, right? It was like these well-known speakers that put this thing on. So I've been getting text messages and it was supposed to be three or four days. And then they said, we're going to extend it. We're going to extend it. We're going to extend it. And then you can win this and win that. And I'm like, see, this is what pisses me off about these motivational speakers or whatever. It never ends. And yeah. listen, we just said learning never ends. Right. So what they need to be is thought provoking. And when I start doing my public speaking, that's all I'm here. I'm not selling anything. When I do it, yes, I would love them to come listen to my podcast. Yes, I would love them to, at some point, I may have a product or a service that they could buy. Mm -hmm. It's not my intention. My intention is to provoke their thought and get them to start thinking about themselves so they can nurture the people they need right. to take care of. Right. Right. And that's why it's interesting. Um, someone, one of this uh, woman that I follow who hosts different um, events and uh, like series, like 13 week series where she helps you like break down stuff in your unconscious. And so you can have, you know, all these things you want in your life. She asked a question about like, what, what bothers you about like spiritual uh, leaders sort of thing. And I said, um, when they are, when healing stops becoming free, you know, everyone should have access to healing. Everyone should have access to being able to process their traumas. You know, like therapy is insanely expensive. If you don't have certain insurances, you can't like do these things. Sure. And, and she came back and said, like, she absolutely agreed. However, if you're facilitating an event or something, you know, like I could, I should be paid for my time. And I was like, yes, but you also have to be giving out like information or helping people like your, your intention, like you said, cannot be oh, make money, make money, because you're not authentic in the information that you're giving out. You're not authentic. Okay, in you're listening to me too much, man. See, and, and what she was probably threatened or she's probably never had anybody challenge her like that. And we should be challenged as leaders, right? Or as right. teachers or whatever. And you're, you're starting to get like me. So you're starting to question. And then they go, well, this person's hard to get along with. That's not, that's not the situation at all. Right. All you were doing is trying to provoke her thought. Make well, her she actually, person. she actually, what was nice is she ended up um, talking. We actually had like a nice conversation and it turns out she actually does a lot of free events. Um, I actually went to one and it was amazing or yeah. like virtually. And she, she does put a lot of free information. So 
it was, <laughs> but then of course, at the end of the event, there's the information about her 13 week program, which sounds amazing. And I was like, oh, maybe, you know, she's giving $200 off. And I was like, how much could it be? And it's $3,000. Yeah. And I was like, so I can't afford that right now. So um, I had a uh, person, a coach that was helping me with that. She says, you have to have a hook like that. And I said, I'm not doing it. I don't care what you can tell me all day. In the book, Good to Great, which you probably have never read. I have but not. It's a really good book. Um, it's very, the first three chapters are very boring, but it's one of the best business books I ever read. There's this one part of it where this guy from Wells Fargo is spending a million dollars a day because he can't find the right person. Mm -hmm. And the whole, the whole um, uh, concept is that he needs all the right people on the bus, right? You can't put the wrong people on the bus if things won't happen. Right. So they're going, what are you doing? You're spending a million dollars a day. He says, as soon as I find the right person, we'll move on. But it's costing you a million dollars a day. I don't care. We need the right people because it's going to affect us later. Mm -hmm. Right? So um, I will not sell a book or, or a CD or a class that's $5,000 that I'm going right. to I just won't do it. I'll fucking be broke then or I'll work all pushcarts at Walmart. Because I'm not going to do right. that to people. It's the wrong concept. We need to be, we need to stop getting that everything's for profit, right? We need to stop that. That's one of the divisive things and um, what's dividing us in America is everything's right. for profit, right? And then there's, at, yeah. yeah. I mean, I could go on and on about that, but we need to stop doing that. We need to first, we all need to stop and go, okay, what the hell are we doing here? We're, we're yeah. killing babies. We're doing all kinds of stuff we shouldn't be doing. We need to stop and take a deep breath and go, what do we all want out of life, right? All we really want is no problems. We want to be happy. Right. We want to He's be with the right people. Sort of idea. Yeah. That's right. But if you can't break, if you can't break everything down and look to help people, we're never going to get there. And listen, we won't get there in my lifetime. But if I can just get ten people to change the way they're looking at things, then I'm I've won, right? Yeah. And that's why I always talked about on when I was doing the Magical Mother podcast. Um, we always talked about you know what how important it is to be a good parent because if you're raising good kids and everyone could just if every parent was just a solid parent and was just loving their kids and obviously there's going to be so many different things co-sleeping or not right like that stuff doesn't matter what matters is like raising a like consciously aware child who is loving and kind because you're doing those things i have done immense like work on myself to become a better person since becoming a mother and a lot of that has been what I, you know, want to teach with this healing that I've, uh, with the Reiki and um, just different aspects of these retreats that I want to host. I want to teach people, like, when you heal yourself, when you work with yourself, you can make these things so much better for everyone else. And when your cup is full and you're filling it with good things, right, not just social media scrolling, not just drinking, not just, you know, anything else like that, when you're filling your cup with healing, gratitude, like you talked about, you know, you're in this beautiful home. I was um, just like rinsing dishes the other day and I was like, I have running water, you know, <laughs> like yeah. being just like in insanely grateful for these lives that we have, despite any tragedies we've been through, despite any hardships, like recognizing how beautiful our lives is and filling your cup that way. And then you're able to serve the whole, right? Like that's why we're here. Everyone talks, what's the purpose of life? It's not to make money it's not to be a musician it's not you know you might do something beautiful with those different things but it's to serve the whole to help people 
and be there and change things. You know, when you're raising kids, especially when you're raising multiple kids, every person is different. Every child is different. I could say one thing to you and one thing to Jacqueline and get a whole different response, right? Yeah. Um, in business, the same thing. All the people you're dealing with. This is why I always say, say sales is like being a psychologist, right? Or a psychiatrist. You got to figure out who you're talking to and how they're going to react to things. Now, um, on the bad side of that, my my I would say things to people I know it's going to piss them off. I would just yeah. do it deliberately. I mean, that's the bad side. But I could also lift people up that same way. I mean, and I, I've mentioned this before, and you may have heard this. I remember a thing on Facebook. It was like a video where this guy goes into a Starbucks, and he sits down, and there's this pair of sunglasses there. And he puts them on, and everybody he looks at it tells a little story about that person. Like this woman was just beat up last night by her husband, and she had to come out and get him coffee in the morning. And then this guy just lost his wife, and mm -hmm. this person is having him didn't know what they're losing their job today. It was just these little, and we don't know that about people, right? Right. So it's always that smiling or lifting somebody up or saying, you know, I really think you got that's the coolest hair I've ever seen, right? Even if it's purple and you hate it, what's the what's the harm? You're not lying. You're just in just lifting people up. We got to start lifting people up more. You know, yeah, our kids right. and we've always we always tried to be positive with you, but there were times when we lost our mind and we, you know, said something negative to you. Right, right, and and it's difficult. There's, I think, I think one of the big things with that is a lot of times people will do something or be harsh and recognize they did something, but never go back and be like, I'm sorry, like I shouldn't have done that because. And I've if done that. I've gone back to the people and apologized. Yeah. And, and I uh, do it to Adeline yeah. all the time. If I, if, her, if she's tired and I'm tired, especially being pregnant and my hormones are crazy and I'm a mess sometimes, like the way that I, if she's like going crazy and she's in a hitting phase. So we're like trying to work through that. If I've lost my patience, there's times where I've like yelled yeah. and then had to walk away and been like, Hoss, like it's your turn to go in. And then I come back to her and I apologize and I show her like my actions weren't right. And like, then I lead with love and we, yeah. we don't lead with love. We lead with our traumas a lot of times. So we lead with anger and uh, different things. After losing Gideon, I was very angry. And because I hate feeling angry, I tried to push it away, which only amplified it. And there was definitely times that I reacted very poorly to people, to Haas and friends, family, I'm sure. I, I definitely retreated a lot. But in healing, I've been able to see people on a deeper level, to love in a way that I didn't recognize I could. And like, and what's interesting is, so um, in energy chakras, going from your root to your crown is healing. And then from your crown to your root is manifestation. So it's a feminine um, energy and then masculine energy. And so if you're not healing and you're not doing these things, you can't, you're not going to manifest anything because you're going to have so many different energies in your body that are um, out of balance. And so like doing this work and being accountable and looking in the mirror, bringing it all back to what you had said in that last podcast is so important to, to really recognize like, okay, where do I need to do my work? Where do I need to be checking in with myself to be able to put these beautiful things out into the world. And you need to embrace your emotions, good or bad, right? So if you were yes. angry, um, I don't, listen, it doesn't bother me to be angry as long as I'm, as long as I try to get something out of it, right? Yeah. Not from somebody else, from myself, right? It's like saying, right. well, so why am I angry? 
Uh, this person didn't hire me. Listen, I'm not doing a great job with the resume and sending things out. I'm, I'm more irritated at the lack of response from people that I helped a lot. Mm-hmm. That's, that really is the thing that pisses me off the most. I mean, my phone, I used to be on my phone all day blowing up people wanting things from me. And now when I need something, I know it's, it's like fucking crickets, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, that really irritates me. But, and I'll, I'll manifest a behavior from that that will move me forward one way or another. Right. But I don't think, um, I don't think it's a good idea when kids are young to not let them be angry. Right. right? You don't want I think they do that in that. schools. And they do that in schools because they got to control a bunch of kids. Right. But there's got to be some way to let that child vent. Well, and parents, um, we we went to an event and there was these parents that um, the kids started crying and someone had asked the child like, oh, are you all right? And the, the mother said, oh, we don't we don't give in to that like behavior. And keep in mind, this kid's like 18 months old. Yeah, the kid and understands everything. Adeline, I mean, like I said, she's she's in like a hitting phase. So she's a lot of emotion coming out and she's dealing with um we've had a lot of visitors the past three weeks so someone comes and they leave and when they leave it's just a full rise of emotion and so we sit with her we let her cry I let her know like it's okay to feel because it is like our all of our emotions are valid anger is the emotion that teaches us what we deserve um like being sad about something, a lot of times there's maybe a root cause and we can go back to that and deal with them. But there's always a reason for your emotions. But emotion is energy in motion. So it should always be flowing. It sh- and if we fight it, it stays stagnant, like I said, with with my anger. Yeah. Um, but now I like there's this um, really nice, like very short little meditation where you put your hand on your heart and your hand on your stomach and you like thank the emotion for being there. Thank it for understanding why it's there and talking to yourself about like why is this coming up and then you just let it go you say like I don't need you anymore because if it's a emotion that's not going to serve you then you can release it and then you can move forward with a more clear mind and meet people in a softer way excuse me if you if it was anger right you don't want to take that out in the world all the time um, and you can just be more clear headed and live in a like more grateful space when you're not like holding through those emotions. So and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning here is that I never would, ex- I would never take the time to explain all that to anybody. I just do it. Right. And I mm-hmm. expect other people to do it. But what I'm finding is when you do start talking to people, they've never even thought about it. Right. It's like, they've never even fathomed because they have so many things going on in their life problems and they've never sat down and this is why it's funny i just wrote up on this board the other day hydrate meditate educate and elevate right so (laughs) we don't you know we don't drink enough water we don't do these things and it's funny because at 60 years old i was just reading some statistics there's a reason behind that that our water intake drops 37 percent on average after 60 years old when you really need the water the most you need it for your brain function you need it for lubrication of your joints Mm-hmm. for a lot of things the meditating part i said something to the kid about that she goes i don't even know how to meditate i said well there's no real science to it it's kind of like the praying thing right mm-hmm. go outside and sit in the backyard for 10 minutes with no one around you you know right. or take a walk or go out front so sometimes she'll go out front and read and just to get away from the kids and i get that and i wondered i encourage her to do that yeah i do it i have the ability to leave the house 
go to the grocery store and sit in the parking lot for 10 minutes and do whatever, you know, think about whatever I want. Right. She doesn't always have that. I have a jet coming over the house. She doesn't <laughs> always have that benefit. So, um, and then to educate, I think we should be constantly filling our brains with knowledge, whether you think it's bullshit knowledge or not, you gotta, you have to be able to filter out good and bad. So it's not always listening to these videos doing this stuff. So I'm not, I'm getting smarter, right? I'm learning more things and we need to do that. When it comes to kids, like I said, kids are so, we, when we go to church, there's often families there and we sit by this family has four kids and the baby's just out of control, right? She's the youngest, she's little, but um, I always tell the guy, just relax. Don't, you're not bothering us. If someone gives you shit, I'll take care of that. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry. You don't ever apologize for a baby like that if they're in a bad mood or what. I just, I, I don't like when people try to discipline children that are that age because it's really, they don't get it. You know what I mean? Um, I think going outside and going for a little walk sometimes is a way right. to handle it. Right? I've done that with you guys before. I've only think of taking you guys out of church one time when someone was melting down. You know, besides you and Mallory passing out. <laughs> I was just going to say. I didn't, I didn't take you. Yeah. yeah, but I think I had to take Samantha out one time and just kind of yeah. go for a little walk and say, you know, just got to relax a little bit. Yeah. So, well, and we need to do that to ourselves. So that's what I'm saying. You know, we need to kind of yeah. go because I can tell, I can tell when I'm starting to get wound up and you don't really want to, you know, me, you don't want to be around when I start getting, you know, I'm starting to get wound <laughs> up. You want to go, fuck, I'm going to my room. And yeah. uh, so, but I've come a long way, you know, that was 20 years ago, right? That was a long time ago. I don't have, I still do it, but not at the same level I used to do it at. Well, and I think what's, what's interesting is like what you just said, when I can recognize when I'm getting wound up, the problem is that people don't recognize it until they burst over the top. And I'm going to end I'm, up on, on Facebook as a Karen video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> someone actually funny. Someone called Hasa Karen the other day. He's a kin. He'd be a kin if he did that. <laughs> but we stopped at a gas station. Haas was like, hey, like, don't tailgate my car. My daughter's in there. And the guy popped off, just started cursing at Haas and and called Haas a Karen. Well, Haas is not on social media, like, really at all. So <laughs> he didn't know what it meant. Haas, Haas was like, what? Is that like a social media thing? Like, nice tucked in <laughs> shirt. That's what he said. It was really funny. Um, but I wouldn't mess with Haas. I wouldn't be saying anything no. to Haas. <laughs> no I wouldn't either um but it's but it is interesting that people they don't know we're not taught how to regulate our emotions and what was interesting about what you said is you just expect um people to know how to do it right it's because you can do it and so what's wonderful though about this journey that you've been on and what you've been learning is like now you're like oh not only should, do I need to educate myself, but there's sometimes where I have to explain these things. I have to tell people like, hey, this is how I do this. This is how I regulate yeah. myself. Well, it's funny you said that because the other day I had lunch with Amy Darby, you know, Amy. And some of my best friends who I've known her since mid eighties, you know, and we will have these talks. It's kind of like we're having now. Mm -hmm. and she says, Ed, I've never seen anybody in my life change more than you've changed, right? So the attitude you had towards kids and life and women and whatever, in the 80s versus how you think about that now. Mm -hmm. and, um, I said, well, you know, I, I knew I had to do something different, right? I didn't really like the way I was behaving. Some of the things I said, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. It's kind of like watching Fox News all the time. And then you come and spit out everything they said. And you're like, what the fuck did you hear that? 
well, it's on Fox News. Oh, God damn it, it's right. <laughs> it must be right. And, you know, it must be right. It was on the internet. On the news, right. And this is where I just had to start thinking for myself and say, How's, what's the best way to figure this out? What's the best way to handle it? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and there's, there's definitely, um, so one of the things that I've come to, you know, know as like a truth, I guess, in my life is that like yeah. as children, right, we're born perfect. Our souls are perfect. We're there. And then we put all these expectations and society puts all these expectations. Then we gain our ego, which can be, you know, good stuff and bad stuff, but it's not who we are. And so as I've began to shed my ego, I've always um, tell Haas, it feels like I'm literally shedding skin. I feel more and more like myself. So I'm not changing to find myself. I'm remembering like who I am, who is the person before people told me I was supposed to wear makeup all the time, or I'm supposed to have my hair a certain way or, you know, and that's one of the reasons like I shaved my head, right? I'm challenging all these things that I've been told by society is who I'm supposed to be, this box I'm supposed to fit in, this, you know. But I'll tell you where that gets, I'll tell you where that gets dangerous though. And this is with, and I'll just call them millennials. I don't know. I don't know what I don't understand. Are. I don't even know what to call them. <laughs> let's, let's say a person has that attitude about breaking the law, right? Well, we should be able to do this. And it's, but it's a lot like, like driving drunk, right? Well, I should be able to drive a car drunk. Well, no, because you have the, you could hurt somebody else. We have to have laws about that. Right. So, a society now where we're breaking down right. is that younger, a lot of younger people think that there should not be any laws. We should just be running wild and not and doing anything yeah. we want. They can't be like that. No well, society I, will ever succeed like that. I actually think that's another push of the other side of society. So, right, society can't just be this one encompassing thing. I think... Mm -hmm. I think there's, um, you know, especially like when, with all this stuff, um, and I don't know how political you want to get on here. I really don't. Okay. You can, you uh, can say something political, but I'll just. Okay. Um, well, with Roe versus Wade, right? Mm -hmm. There's, and not being overturned. There's a lot of people who fall very far on one side and very far on the other with how that should work. Um, like abortions and everything. But there's no one talking about the the middle section. There's, there's a very, to me, like there's very big understanding in this middle, but everyone pushes to the side. So it's either like very strict regulation or like no regulation. But um, when I had my first miscarriage, I was in a position where I might've had to have an abortion or else I could die because um, the baby had passed and I hadn't naturally had the miscarriage. So like that was something where that makes sense right like to have to have that but no one has like that conversation everyone's like well everyone should have abortions all the time or no one should and well, I but, go any deeper into that but that's how the scope has become i'll use it i'll use a different everything. example but the thing about roe versus wade if if you sat down and just read exactly what the supreme court did it didn't really affect anything all it did was take the power off away from the federal government so let's say that Let's say that there's a mandatory death penalty in America and the federal government says it's a mandatory death penalty. As a state, you can't say we're not having a death penalty here, right? Because you can't overrule the federal government, right? You can do more. So let's say there's no death penalty in, in the United States. A state can, and they can have a death penalty, right? They can do worse 
They can do a stronger law, but they can't do less stronger mm. law. Okay? okay. So you understand when they took it out of the federal, they put it into the hands of the state. That's all they did. But people didn't fucking read what happened and they just went off on a tangent. Now, I don't know how much, if I'm going to lose a listener for that, just read what happened. That's all I'm asking you to do. Mm-hmm. It didn't change anything. The state still has the power to do what they're going to do. Now, on your right and left, crazy people, Poway is a great example of this. You haven't been to Poway in a long time. It is a fucking right. mess. There's condos going up on Poway Road a lot, not 10. We're talking oh, yeah. a thousand of them. And I'll, I'll film it one day when I go down the road and send you a video. So you have 20 people over here yelling at the, you know, at the uh, city council saying, why did you allow this? Why did you allow this? Why? Which, by the way, if they would have paid attention in the beginning, they would have been able to stop it if they wanted to stop right. it. And they're also being mandated by the state to build X amount. Then you have this other side that says, oh, it's the greatest thing in the world, blah, 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 you know. And it's not the greatest thing in the world. They should have done it, I think, in a different way. This is my opinion. I don't even live in Poway anymore, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) In the whole scheme of things, I have no power over Mm -hmm. But you're right. You know, we all, there's this meme I used to send out. I put it on Facebook a couple times where it says, who wants to change? And this whole group of people raise their hand. Or no, it says, who wants change? And the whole people raise their hand. And then it says, who wants to change? And everybody puts their hands Mm -hmm. in their pocket. If you want to affect the government, or run for an office. Get get involved. But we don't do that. We just sit on the sidelines and bitch. And this is yeah. what this is where this is what tears down you personally. When you just sit in the corner and bitch all the time, you're not advancing yourself at all. Right. Right. You're not getting educated. You're not finding out why they're doing what they're doing. You're not mm-hmm. finding out who's voting for it. When the when the city council, for instance, votes for something, it's never a hundred percent. It's rarely a hundred percent, like five to zero. It's usually mm-hmm. three, two, two, three, whatever it depends. Right. But they're bitching about all the council members. They're not even finding out if that person voted for it or not. Right. So you're right. And I, I don't want to get into politics. Um, to be a, honest, I don't things. pay attention to it very often for the same reason. Like, I, I feel I like... I pay a lot of attention to it. I read, I watch, I do a lot. Yeah. I listen to different news channels. But I also form my own opinion because I'm grown up and I can do that. Right. And I, I think there's so much going on all the time that one of the... I guess another beautiful quote is a uh, think globally, act locally. So like, mm-hmm. I, I really just try to do stuff in our community and with myself. And I feel like that's what ripples and that's, yeah. you know, 100%. back to that mirror, right. Always looking at yourself and being, and being aware. I don't think any, I don't, there's i I'm just going to keep bringing up quotes, but there's this quote that says there's a million people in the world that are millions of people in the world that never like become aware of themselves. So they just act. They just like, continue moving through their life without um, having any sort of awareness for for why well, they're acting certain ways. That's or the what thing. People doing. aren't getting, they need to get their own house in order, right? First, mm-hmm. first thing they got to do. Look, we live in a, in a, there's a lot of different uh, ethnicities around where we live now, more than more so than power. And a lot of them wear masks, right? The mask mm-hmm. thing. You can argue about the mask, whatever. First of all, they were wearing masks before the pandemic, especially in Japan, China. There was a lot of mask wearing going on. Mm -hmm. Those, and I just find with, it doesn't bother me that they have a mask. It doesn't bother me. You know, we've gotten to the point where we don't have to mandate it. So I don't wear a mask, but I don't spend much time thinking about them wearing a mask. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. They're not going to go online and bitch and do all this and, you know, make fun of them or whatever. It's whatever their personal choice is. Look, there's people that do a lot of things. I have a friend of mine that has, it's a breast cancer survivor and she drinks about 15 Diet Cokes a day. You know how bad Diet Coke is for you? It's like drinking gasoline. You know, but that's her choice. I can't, I would, I don't think that's to her benefit to do that. Right. I think it's going right. to harm her in the long run. But that's I that's her control. I do things that you know I do things that I shouldn't be doing health wise that I do. So, um, get to get your own house in order first, your own yeah. mind in order, all those things, and then you can go out and. Well, and like you mentioned with that bus, getting the right people on the bus. So something yeah. with um, starting a healing business and um, trying to you know facilitate these things is I can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped. Right? We've talked about that. One hundred percent. I can plant seeds, but I can't grow someone else's seed. Um, so like all I can do is like talk about it and be out there. And when people are ready, like getting to to be there for them and help them through everything they need to be helped with. And there was that's a, the ways that I can. Post on Facebook to Sean Carden. He's going to do a podcast with me Friday, my trainer. Yeah, yeah. He, he posted that lifting weights and you should get out and exercise. And some woman put on there that knows him apparently. I don't know her. So, so what if you hate working out? Well, I, I don't know what to tell you, honey. I don't, you know, what, what, do, you, what yeah. do you do? If you're just going to sit in a chair and watch, you know, fucking all the family reruns and eat chips. Then do you. Nothing I can do. <laughs> yeah, nothing I can yeah. do. Yeah. You know. well,